Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Of course, we covered some ground. We talked a bit about the football last night. Thomas Tuckle's outfit uh, <laughs> tuckled us, didn't it? It did. We covered uh, a lot of ground, I think, you'll yeah. find, because uh, I think at one point a guest dropped off. A guest, we? yeah, yeah. So we, James we DeGale uh, threw a strop and he didn't want to do it. decided he didn't want to talk to anybody <laughs> yeah, on thanks. the radio. But anyway, these things happen. That's showbiz. Yes. So there we are. A little peek behind the mirror there yes, for you. Podca- a little extra of what went <laughs> on this afternoon. Extra. Um, also this afternoon, we were joined by... John Mullock like from Mullock's Auctioneers, yeah. who was selling, who has indeed sold a 200-year-old golf ball. Yeah. And no one knows more about antique golf balls than John Mullock. <laughs> That's very true. As you'll discover. And now you will. And now, yeah, you, you won't need to ask another question about it. <laughs> no, it was better than it sounds. No, it was good. He was great. He was really good. And, and um, Tim Vickery Tim Vickery. was good. A bit Tim, more yeah. serious than usual, but he was good. But he was fantastic, as he always is. So uh, this is this afternoon. <laughs> important after that second goal went in last night a phone call from manchester to north london i was telling you hello daniel edward wood here yeah how much is that buyout clause <laughs> which is completely wrong as we will go on to in a few moments with uh oh yeah united we stands andy mitten because um a bit of balance please everybody we'll we'll, we'll come back to that later oh we have to have that um and, uh, and i must say that uh di maria you know was really struggling in the first half but he showed what a mozzala he is <laughs> in the second half very much thank so. you very much i thought i thought you'd be a touch <laughs> more subtle <laughs> I mean really give it it would have had more impact if you'd given Honestly, it about half an hour sounds very Jewish though doesn't it Metzala <laughs> I don't know why yeah you can go and get some Metzalas can't <laughs> eat them at the moment no, no, to be the official the ones year. yeah um, but, uh, yeah, what no, else but he played well in the second half he really yeah. did and uh, so you know I think the, the the shoving of him into the stand kind of almost got him know, going got him going and yeah I've always thought that about Old Trafford. It's a bit dangerous the way it drops away, especially during the rugby league, uh, the grand final. You oh, always yeah. think, oh, I don't know. I hope there's not a horrible They cross the trial and they're basically into the crowd. I know. It's, it's really, really dodgy. Yeah. Uh, good one for you, though, from the court circular. Because we'll, t- we'll come on to United, as you say. We're going to talk yeah. about them in a minute. Uh, the court circular in the Times today. It's a football mm. one. You'll like this sport, especially for you. Yeah. Uh, the Duke of Cambridge, president of the Football Association, oh, yeah. this morning received Mr. Harry Kane, brackets, footballer. That's received him that's what it says received Mr <laughs> Harry Kane really <laughs> footballer ah. and I don't know if you asked him to join Villa on loan for the rest of the season he probably yeah. did imagine if he started a Paul Rank <laughs> it would be fantastic Sunday yeah <laughs> Villa on loan they all, they all went there all, Sergio Aguero just using his power at the FA well, to get them all in why not yeah 
wonder what they talked about. What's the touchstones you think between H, Hyams uh, Park's <laughs> finest, and uh, no, well, and the Duke? Of I imagine they talked last summer about you know, and he was saying, "I wish I could have gone, but they yeah. wouldn't let me go." I bet he was disappointed. Yeah. You know that he couldn't. Not not Harry, he was there, but the Prince of uh, Prince of Prince Duke, of Wales. Yeah, is he? Yeah, but great if he, yeah, if he, William, of course. No, he's not the Prince of Wales. William, we're talking about. Yeah, his dad's the Prince of Wales. He will be the Prince of Wales yeah. one day, but not not no, yet. Wish the bloke's life away. <laughs> Obviously. The, um, where was I? Yeah, in San... Oh, I remember Charlie Chans used to go there. I used to... Under, under Walthamstow dog track, H, probably before your time. Do you think that's what he said to him? I think Harry might have gone Charlie Chans. I, probably. <laughs> I probably that. not William. I don't, I don't think that was really his William scene. and Harry? That must yeah. Have been good, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, anyway, uh, Thomas Tuckle's mm. um, outfit... Well, outfit. his outfit of choice. Every game, Thomas Tuckle, the, the manager of PSG... Goes for that look, the very, very tight, short, hooded puffer jacket. The plainest of plain. Yeah. Puffer. I mean, you can certainly say it's black. badge on it. No, it's I mean, plain. It's black. It's utterly it's, plain. You can't, can't get more black than that. Ask yourself how much. None. Black trousers. Uh, black trousers, black, black shoes. shoes, black socks. Is he. Uh, look, I'll put it out there. Is he a housebreaker? I just <laughs> or a asked, deliverer of milk tray? I just asked no the idea. question. Yeah, maybe he could be. But. I mean, I don't know if uh, Angel Di Maria was probably thinking, oh, not again. <laughs> but, yeah, he, he does look like he's about to burgle your house, doesn't he? It does. it's, it's a very interesting look. It is. But uh, I'm, I'm sure he isn't if he's uh, listening to the airport at the moment. Waiting <laughs> I'm sure to fly he isn't. Back, feeling good about it. Not was. that I'm suggesting at all that the <laughs> he's a house PSG burglar. manager is a burglar. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, where was that? I had one of those that was sounded like an accusation, but it wasn't. Hold hmm. on. Can I find it and summon it up at this stage? And I bet I won't be able to, okay. which is absolutely brilliant. No, I couldn't find now, it. Now, somebody we talking about later. yesterday, uh, Tancredi Palmieri joined us. We had a quick look at uh, Roma-Porto, of course, the other game last night. And we were saying, uh, we're going to get a chance to see this boy, Nicolo Zaniano. He's only, um, what, 19? Mm. And he scored two goals last night. But the, the thing I noticed, and we were chatting about this in the meeting early on, was uh, Edin Dzeko. And just how effective still he is oh, as a player. I'd hope Set we'd both goals last up. Year. Yeah, he's a tremendous player. Had a good chance in the first half. Mm. And you could would you have got him before um, Morata? No, you put a bid no, in, no. Morata was then failing, okay. and so was Batshuayi. So they put in a bid of thirty million, I believe, but they wanted forty million, so they didn't, wouldn't go to that, and probably would have ended up in the Champions League if they'd signed him. But there you go. That's the way. That's the way football is. Still, very effective player he is at the moment. He is. It is interesting. Though, these clubs, I get really frustrated. You hear about a club playing a nineteen-year-old and a nineteen-year-old coming off and yeah. being good. You've got to give these kids a chance. I just. This reluctance to try them. Yeah, they're going to make mistakes, but they also, you know, could be really save you a lot of money and could be brilliant. The one that everybody's raving about at your place is, I mean, Wigan fans can tell us about him. Oh, yeah, he's playing for them. Is this boy Reese James? They think he's. Yeah, I've seen a lot of them. They it's think great. he's ready now. I mean, I, I, Spurs, I, he'd probably be playing now. Absolutely would be. Yeah. I said that, I thought that last year when I saw him. But, you know. They just, I don't know what is. You know, you you sort of prefer some some managers for an older, average player to mm. a younger, more obviously more talented player. And I find that strange because I mean, you know, why would you think Zappa Costa's better than him? I wouldn't. It seems strange. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Oh, 
Talks me and Jacobs here on Talk Sports. Uh, coming up in the final hour, Tim Vickery joins us uh, live from Rio. We'll talk a bit of uh, Alexis Sanchez and uh, mm. what he feels from that end is going wrong. Have they sang anything over in Chile? We'll find out. That's a good point. Uh, also, uh, lovely tribute from Pele to um, Gordon Banks. Uh, we'll be chatting about that. And uh, it was a terrible, tragic story, of course, in the world of Brazilian football last week with uh, Club Flamengo. And uh, we'll be covering all matters with Tim uh, in the next section. Uh, we'll speak to John Mullock. Good. He has a 200-year-old golf ball up for auction. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> um, so where'd you get your hands on something like that? Um, it's not a tight list. No. But the old tight <laughs> list. The old tight list. But we often thought it'd be great. I mean, there is a tournament, isn't it? Using Hickory, the old, they use the Hickory clubs. the old yeah. uh, equipment. It'd be great if they had a round of the Ryder Cup that had that in it. You had to use the... Leather ball. Well, don't you think there should be there should be a kind of vintage? There should be like tennis classic where they go out and they play with old wooden rackets. Yeah, and the old gear. Well, so you could say the same with football. You yeah, know. you could go out and play with the old footballs. Boots. All the, the goalkeepers football. wear roll neck jumpers. Look like folk singers, <laughs> like one you've got on today. Yeah, I do. Folk be, that would be great, wouldn't it? But it would be great if they just did, if you got Roger Whitaker look on. I've got it, today. In the final hour, let's do sport classic. If you think, what could we do? What other sports would lend hmm. themselves? To going out wearing the old traditional stuff or whatever it is, or using the old equipment. You want those batting gloves. Imagine facing Mark Wood at 95 miles an hour and those <laughs> green like, pimp, yeah. pimple gloves or whatever they were called. Yeah. That's right. They were like, uh, they're like gardening gloves. <laughs> they used to go out <laughs> 90 mile an hour with gardening gloves on. So let us know. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH and J. Uh, Alistair's been in touch from Texas. Yes, I've had a complaint. He said, I could hear Andley doodling. I could hear Andley. Andley. I've lost some become uh, <laughs> Stanley Unwin. I could hear Andy doodling whilst uh, on that call with Dan Levine all the yeah. way over here in Texas. I think it's because it was Chelsea. I do apologise. I think I've got a bit nervous ten- energy. And also, I was using a new pen today. It's a bit scratchy. So I think the bio is a bit more quiet. So I do apologise. Is your latest uh, entry for the uh, Royal Academy <laughs> show, is it, I would imagine? <laughs> Why not? Uh, Jamie Murray is... Uh, oh, yeah. I can't work out whether this was because you never can tell on Twitter, but I think I'm, I'm going to give Jamie the benefit of the doubt here. Okay, yeah. He's hit, according to the paper, he's hit out a footballer, Aaron Ramsey, Aaron Ramsey rather, signing a £400,000 a week deal to quit Arsenal. Has he hit out? Well, he does, says does the tennis. You know about, um... <laughs> he doesn't sound like the sort of player hits out. No. Tennis star Murray32 tweeted, The game is well and truly gone. Mm. And I like to think he's being sarcastic because, come on, I mean, tennis players, like your own brother, they're not exactly underpaid, are they? Do you know what I mean? If you're 956th in the world, you still earn a, a sort of decent living in tennis. So, you know. He's on that money for a reason, of course. We all know the reasons why. It's a, it's a free transfer, money that would have gone to the club in transfer yeah, fees. Goes to the player. He's, yeah, he's played it cute. for letting him go. Well, you yeah. heard David Seaman. He was raging on breakfast with Ali this morning. I don't understand it. I, don't, I understand that you don't think a player's right for you. Yeah, but whoever let him sort of go unsigned was a, that was a very strange thing to do. You know, uh, Toby reminded us just now that um, Andy Joshua versus Jarrell Miller and the Champions League final both on June the first. Oh, that's a good what a big yeah. What about that? Oh yeah. Didn't, wasn't there a big fight after the Champions League final last year? Maybe yeah. the listeners cry. I seem to remember having yeah. a, a whole night of sport and not remembering well, a great deal about that. That's, that's going to be the whole middle of the night of sport, isn't it? Oh, yeah, of course, in, over in New York. So, yeah, you're going to have to, yeah, hmm. 
keep going for that one. And aren't Newport a funny team? <laughs> they lost again last night. Yeah. The disparity between their cup form and their league form is amazing. And I've got, to, I'm fascinated to see how they get on against City. I guarantee they don't lose six 0 We mentioned this to Pariaman, didn't we? We were saying that when we spoke mm. to him on the show last week. You know, does it frustrate the manager that this goes on? But it must do, mustn't it? Really? I mean, I suppose mm. it's pretty hard to keep the players' minds off of Manchester City. Um, I wonder what they thought watching that. They probably thought, you know what, we're better than Chelsea. We're probably, we won't lose 6-0. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. They, that's, they'll look at it like that if they get a better result, wouldn't they? Now, uh, we've talked over the uh, past year or so about, he's a Burnley super fan. He's an amazing fellow. We he's might called, be speaking to him tomorrow. Yeah, he's called Dave Burnley. Yeah, he's actually changed his name. And uh, and I think his daughter is, I'm not sure actually, the um, producer is like, winding me up. Is that true what you said to me? His, his daughter's called Claret, apparently. That's nice. What's wrong with that? <laughs> no, I just... <laughs> <laughs> Nothing if it's true, yeah. but not if it's been made to look a fool, which wouldn't be the first time. No, that's true. And the thing about Dave, and I think that's the reason we might be speaking to him tomorrow on Valentine's Day, is that every year he sends the club a Valentine's card. It's lovely, that. It's very romantic, really. Yeah. So uh, that, that's good. Well, I think we're going to talk to him about that and uh, the fact that he says when he finally shuffles off this mortal coil, he wants to be embalmed and then taken uh, to the game, <laughs> taken to his final... Um, yeah. Yes. And uh, what did we call match? it? Uh, weekend at Burnley's. <laughs> Marvellous. That's what we're going with, isn't it, really? Yeah, that's, <laughs> we think that might be... That's not Dave sitting there. Yeah, would be that, wouldn't it? Yeah, so anyway, we'll, we'll see if we can track him down and have a chat with him about that on Valentine's Day when the club get their card. Now, the latest celebrity, and we do wish him well because it sounds like a horrible fall, but mm. Professor Green, a guy I like, actually, but yeah. he's in hospital, he's, he's done his neck, and uh, yeah. but he did this thing that... They, Famous people do. I don't get this. Taking a selfie of yourself in hospital at your lowest moment. But do you know why he did it? Why did he do it? Because he's about to go on tour. And, you know, you, you get artists pulling out of tours. Oh, I see. So people, people would see that he yeah. actually I mean, he's, got, he's, he's in a neck brace. He's badly injured. Yeah, yeah. He had a seizure, which is what happened to him. No, horrible. So I can understand why he's done this. I'll leap to his defence there because huh. he wanted to say to the fans... I'm still not a fan of it. I'm, I'm not up the pub. I'm not watching no. something on the telly. You know. uh, I really can't do this anymore. So. I just think it's peculiar. Do you but want to hold in one story, Andy? Yeah, why not? Uh, as we're going to be talking uh, golf balls from 200 years ago, golfer John Rourke it's always the same. A 68. Defied odds of, well, I'll ask you what the odds were, you think, to hit two holes in one on the same round. He's got an 18 handicap. Uh, five holes isn't apart. Isn't it 14 million to one or something? Well, no, it's a bit more than that. So, it? yeah, it was um, five holes apart, apparently. Haydock Park Golf Club near Warrington. Some of the listeners may have played that one. But uh, well done to you, John. The odds he defied were, have another guess. You said 14 million to one. Yeah. It's higher. Have another guess. Higher than that. Yeah. Uh, 25 million to one. Have another guess. 50 million to one. Have another guess. <laughs> 100 million to one. Now you've been silly now. 60, <laughs> 67 million to one. Is that how you do have another guess? Yeah. As you, you're the host. Yeah. And the contestant, and then when they actually guess, well, they get stupid. stupid. I just tell them they're being stupid. <laughs> 67 million to one. It's almost worth the point of probably having a quid on yourself, isn't it? Every time you go out and play golf. <laughs> it's true. Because if they're the odds, that's going to be a shot when you walk into Paddy Power, isn't it? I did it, and here's the proof. Have you ever seen um, uh, This Time Next Year? It's a programme with Davina McCall, where it's a lovely programme, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was a wonderful story last night, actually, mm. about a, a kid who lost his sight in the most horrible way and and took up blind football. Mm. That was his ambition. Yeah. And uh, and the captain, of, I think we interviewed him, Dave, the captain of the England blind team, yeah. uh, worked with him and, and trained him. And they come back next year and 
is playing football. It's a really lovely, heartwarming story. Mm. But of course, I did say to them, not them, but often it's somebody who's lost, you know, they've got a lot of weight and then they'll oh could you lose the weight and then they come back next year and they've lost all they've the, weight. Lost the weight but she also does million dollar drop it's now called a hundred thousand pound drop okay yeah, which yeah. is on every times afternoon. a time so i said to my wife i was like why don't they combine the two yeah so if the person who's supposed to lose weight comes back on and they haven't lost weight they could just drop through the floor <laughs> which sounds like you've yeah, I've got it all worked really out. heartwarming <laughs> the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Time to head off to Rio then. And our man over there, of course, World Soccer's man, Tim Vickery. Hi, Tim. Afternoon, gentlemen. How are you doing? Good, good. Thanks, good, Tim. Thanks, we we, we were quite uh, impressed and moved, I think, by that lovely tribute from Pelé to uh, Gordon Banks that we've all read in our papers today. Well, they're, they're kind of locked together in eternity, aren't they? From mm. that game, just as Pele and Bobby Moore are, you know, for that in, the, yeah, exactly. embrace at the end. Yeah. And it, it's a fabulous game, you know. I mean, uh, it, it annoys me sometimes that the game is reduced, mm. even even Banks' performance is reduced to that one save. Because uh, if you watch the game, and I've watched it many, many times, mm. I never tire of it. Uh, it's a fabulous performance by England, a really wonderful performance of, of, of retaining the ball in, in you know, midday, blistering heat in in Mexico. Um, but Banks, re- I mean, Banks he, he makes a number of, of terrific saves. And every time he gets a decision right, when to hold, when to punch. So it's a fantastic display. If you switch the two goalkeepers, it would have been a much heavier defeat for, for England, I think. Uh, and, you know, I've, I've spoken to many members of that Brazil 1970 side, and it's something which I, I don't think is fully realised in England. 
for Brazil, that's the moment when they won the World Cup, beating England, mm. because that meant that they had a route to the to the final. It was much much easier. That they played Peru and Uruguay. They knew they could beat both of those sides, while England went into the, the other half. And England went to well, played Germany. And you have to wonder, you know, had Banks not not uh, not go, not gone down to a little bit of Montezuma's revenge, England wouldn't have let the two 0 lead slip against uh, against West Germany. But yeah. anyway, it went to extra time, so that tires out the Germans, and then the Germans take the Italians to extra time, and that tires out the Italians. And if you look <laughs> at the final, the the first half is quite even, Snevens. I think Italy actually had more shots first half than Brazil in the final, yeah. but the second half is a, is a, just a procession because Italy are gone. There was no way that Italy were going to last the, uh, the 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 90 minutes and all of that happened all of that started when brazil beat england 1-0 in that group game reversed the result and it could have been reversed because england had had plenty oh, of chances jeff Astle had a wonderful chance jeff Astle had a wonderful chance yeah. alan ball hit the bar um jeff hurst i think had had, had one that he headed at the goalkeeper uh, it's a terrific performance from england and you reverse the result and the, uh, uh, the 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 paths to the final would have been would have been very very different, mm. and Brazil fully expected to meet England again in the final. I think had that happened, uh, I, I still can't see England living with them in the final. But I think it, over the ninety minutes, it would have been a better game than the one that Brazil had against Italy. Obviously, we remember the save and, and show it often. But is that the case in Brazil? When the news broke yesterday, did was was the save shown again on Brazilian TV? That that's the headline. The, uh, uh, the the goalkeeper who made the greatest save in history has 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 passed on. Wow. Um, so uh, um, that, that you know that that's really how he's seen through through Brazilian eyes. And uh, for a goalkeeper, what a what, what a what a wonderful way to be remembered. And I love the story. I, I, I can't remember if it's Alan Mullery yes, or, or Bobby Moore, both of whom yeah. both yeah. of whom had fantastic games in that game. And a lot of people talk about more and more more hit, hit the heights. Of of incredible heights in that game, but Mallory, um, man marked Pele, and it's by far the best and by far the cleanest marking job that Pele had in that in in, in that tournament. Mallory had a, had a terrific game as well. And I think it was one of the, was it Mallory who, who said to Banks afterwards, well, you know, next time try and hold it, yeah. which is uh, brilliant. You got, got a two-word hum- answer apparently. Gritty yeah. <laughs> English humour, even in those circumstances. You can never not. compare eras, but, but often people, you know, they ask you what, what was your favourite team and blah blah, and they always say Brazil seventy. I've, I've still never seen a team gave me more pleasure or played better. And it is, it, it, you wouldn't know, but you just speculate how you think they might go today. That sort of team playing that way. <laughs> Well, I think uh, certainly 58. Now, 58 is the only time they've won it in Europe. And if, if you were to go man for man, 58 are, are clearly superior to 70, especially in defence. Um, that, that was the only the England game, bizarrely, because it's the, it's the closest game they had. It's the only game when Brazil kept a clean sheet in, in that tournament. They were a little behind. The, the goalkeeper, I think, is very, very poor. They were improvising at centre-back and the, the coach didn't trust his centre-back, so he, 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 uh, he put a, a defensive midfielder there. It was all a little bit improvised in defence. I actually don't think Brazil 70 would have won in Europe. I think that their defensive liabilities may have been found out in, in, in Europe. So I, I would go with 58. But uh, of, of, uh, of the two, 70 has a, has a great advantage that uh, you can't take away from it. Uh, Tim, and all, and all, it's the one that was seen all over the world and 58 colour. wasn't. In yeah, colour. of course, that's yeah. true, yeah. Um, and now, on a terrible story from last week, the, the, the 10 teenage players who died in that dormitory fire, the Flamengo players, what, 
what has happened subsequently? What what has been said over in in Brazil in Rio? Well, a, a tragedy like this, it it goes through different d- emotional stages. You know, the, the first one is the just a humanitarian tragedy of of these ten. You know, they're between fourteen and and, and seventeen, and with a head full of dreams. Uh, one of them, the, the goalkeeper, Christian Ismerio, had already been called up, 15, had already been called up for Brazil at under-17 level. And, and everyone, he's the, he's the one that I'd heard of before the incident because everyone was saying that this is a phenomenon uh, on the way. So first you go through those horrible, heartbreaking stories. Then as time goes on, you start pointing the finger because there is no such thing indoors as an accidental fire. You know, for this to happen... Things in, 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 I think, many more than one thing has to go wrong. Um, and, and here you, you get into all kinds of Brazilian improvisation. And you see oh, one of the heartbreaking aspects of this, of this is the facility that caught fire was about to be uh, disused. It was about to be closed down in the next few days and the players moved to, moved to, to better facilities. But how on earth is uh, uh, it looks as if an air conditioning unit had a, uh, um, um, caught fire. And how on earth is that not earthed for that not to happen? How on earth is, the, is there only one exit? How on earth is the place still operational when the local council have been there and have, and have fined them 31 times sure. for, for not having all of their document, documentation up to, up to scratch? This isn't just a Flamengo problem, and this, this is a problem all, all over Brazil. In fact, just a couple of days ago, another club in Rio, Bangu, a very historical club, um, there was a, a similar incident at their trial. Training ground. There are three taken to hospital. Luckily, no one seriously. In Sao Paulo last night, Sao Paulo got a big game today. Their players weren't allowed to, to, to sleep at their normal facilities because safety experiments are finding problems there. You look all around and you can see corners being cut uh, and uh, you can't get away with that, that kind of thing forever. You know, one day the bill hits home. And uh, the bill in this case is, is is alarmingly large because it's a it's a humanitarian tragedy of it's it, and this has affected me more than the Chapecoense air disaster a couple of years ago, uh, and I, I lost a mate on that and I had other colleagues other journalistic colleagues that, that I knew die, but this one it it, it got to me more I think it, it cuts even deeper for me because it's such a horrible way to die for people who were just starting, you know, and kids really with a head full of dreams. It shouldn't have happened. The emotional tone now has changing. It becomes pointing the finger at finding out who is responsible. Um, the game that was going to uh, have taken place on Saturday, Flamengo against Fluminense in the Maracanã, instead takes place tomorrow night. I'll be there. I'm very interested to see the emotional tone of the occasion. Tim, thank you. We'll catch Tim, you with you next week. Look forward to it. Cheers. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, I, I mentioned the other day, something strange has happened to my phone, and I'm just being inundated with spam and junk mail, yes. which normally used to get filtered, but I, I don't quite know what's happened. Most of it is introducing me to the delights Sometimes of, when you go abroad, you come back happen. and it can yeah, happen. Maybe yeah, maybe it was that. Well, mm. I mean, most of it is being introduced to the, the delights of the ladies of Russia and indeed Asia. <laughs> Uh, for some reason, um, yeah. <laughs> the other thing is, yeah. uh, this is a new one. This is the company called Join FLX who've said to me, "Cheesy bread, a new fat loss breakfast." <laughs> it doesn't sound like something. If you eat quite a lot of, you're going to lose weight. Cheesy bread doesn't feel like a fat loss item. I don't think you know. I really do need to lose some weight. I'll have some cheesy bread. So whoever this company is, they've yeah. lost the plot. Oh so uh, anyway, right. any boffins out there, your advice gratefully mm. received. 
Uh, anyway, we move on to the world of um, uh, antique golf equipment. Yes, golf and memorabilia. My eye was taken by this couple of lines in the sun. A leather golf ball nearly 200 years old and stuffed with feathers sold for £5,000 at, £5, at auction in Church Stretton in Shropshire. A lot of money. And, and the man that sold it uh, joins us now from Mullock's Auctions. It's John Mullock. Good afternoon, John. Yeah, good afternoon. Wow, what about that fight? What was the expectation? What, were you, what was you expected to sell it for? Well, I mean, we, we did have a well. We had a guide of three to five thousand on it. Right. Um, but what makes uh, the called feathers basically uh, special is the fact that it did have the name of the maker, um, which dated back uh, to a very famous golf ball making family to the early 1800s. Wow. So who were the, who was making the golf balls then? Well, there was, I mean, basically in those days, you had um, two areas that made golf balls. One would be in the sort of Ed, Edinburgh, which would be the Musselburgh, uh, Leith area. And then obviously the more well-known area, if, if excuse that, is the St. Andrews area, mm. um, which is basically the home of golf. And this was a family called Robertson. And... There, I think it was probably be their son who was making golf balls in the sort of the 1850s, who really came to the fore with quality golf balls. Now he always stamped his name on the ball with Alan because his name was Alan Robertson, right. and you can understand why. <laughs> when you start adding up the number of letters in Robertson, you're going to be putting a lot on the ball. That's true. <laughs> it's a good thing. They look a bit like. I'm just having a look here on my computer. They look a bit like mini baseballs. They've got a similar construction, haven't they, to a baseball? Yeah, I mean, the amazing thing is, I mean, what have you got? You've got a piece of leather that goes around the middle and you've got a cap on the the one pole and a little cap on the other pole. Um, But interestingly, those who may or may not know, a feathery golf ball, if you made sort of six in a day, you were having a good throughput. Wow, really? <laughs> and and uh, and it was based on having a, a top hat full of goose feathers. And um, you would wet them, and then you would ply the trade and put them into this little spherical object, sew it up, and then when it dried, they are rock hard. Ah. How far can you hit? Say, say you took a, a Big Bertha, a modern club, <laughs> and you had a <laughs> You'd go. You'd probably smash it to bits. <laughs> Probably wouldn't be a great idea. It's not a great idea, is it? Really? Yeah. Well, it it, it, uh, it would be interesting. You'd probably see a you know a cloud of feathers. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. Yeah, it'd be quite amusing. Really. Plucking a chicken. So, what clubs would they use? Hickory shaft well, clubs yeah. with these? Well, it was uh, really um, were very elegant, uh, slim necks, beautiful clubs. Uh, like the sort of the Chippendale chairs, but, you know, the Chippendale in the golf club market. Mm. Um, and when they had featheries, um, they, they, because they were long and elegant, uh, they cope quite well. And, and as far as distance, and, and again, I think there was one feathery sold, um, and I'm sure the wind was behind it. It was downhill and everything was in its favour. And I think it, they drove it about 250, nearly 300 yards. Wow. So, wow. But quite really, impressive. It, 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 in reality, you're probably, you know, down in the sort of 180 yards, something like that, 150, 180. So uh, and, and it, it's just an amazing, I mean, you can imagine, I mean, this was uh, in the days when really the aristocracy played golf because they could afford it and they could afford the golf balls. Mm. 
And then when they came into producing the rubber golf balls, the gutta percha, then all of a sudden that opened the floodgates to the mere mortals, like possibly you and I, could suddenly take up the game of golf and enjoy it. And these, I take it, John, these, these come up, they're pretty rare, are they? they don't come up very often for auction. Oh, seriously, seriously rare. Because you can imagine they're made of leather. Hmm. Don't forget, it, you know, in Scotland, it does tend to rain a bit. Yeah. And, you know, they would get soggy and then they'd, then they'd explode. Um, so it's very, very rare. You know, they, they are exceptionally rare, and, and, and especially when you've got a name on it. Brilliant. Um, look, yeah. Uh, look, yeah, we're going to have to leave it there. We're out of time, but good to talk to you, John. We appreciate it. Thanks very much. Great to talk to you, and I appreciate your call. No what about that? John Mullock yeah, there from Mullock's Auctioneers. Yeah. £5,000. I'm looking at a story, though, from 2004, uh, and this one was sold for £24,000. Oh, well, yeah, and that was it. It was, an, it was probably an older one and in better condition, but they, yeah, yeah, they come up rarely, and when they do, they go for a lot of money. I'll buy you one for your birthday, Andy. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Yeah, we are. I hope uh, Thomas Tuchel doesn't sue me for suggesting he's a he's a burglar. <laughs> I think he knew. I think he'll take it in the spirit it was meant. Really. I wish he would. Yeah. Imagine that. Tuchel versus Hawk. It was clearly a joke, Tom. For goodness sake. Stop dressing like one. I won't say things like that then. But it's a great look, isn't it? It's a, it's a tremendous yeah, it's a look. look. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, enjoy the match tonight. Thank you very much. I know you you don't mean that. I do. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I, I, let's hope football's the winner. Or, actually, let's hope Tottenham are the winners. <laughs> uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Pouring over that and a lot more besides. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.